We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Pack-A-Day Podcast with Steve Perhatch. I'm Josh Zirkle. Just a little peek behind the curtain here. We already taped this show, and then my software ate the recording. So this is actually the second version of the show we're doing. And just imagine how much better it's going to be than what you had would have listened to if my shit had actually worked. <laughs> and we're down a member because Trevor wasn't available to record right away. So <laughs> yeah, so now there's just two of us, and, and it's past uh, Trevor's bedtime. He's 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 the youngest guy in the group. I could say that to him. Steve, thank you again. Uh, no, it should be good because I'm on my second bourbon of the night now. So oh, you know, oh, yeah, could could get interesting. We're getting perhaps after dark, aren't we? This is fantastic. <laughs> All right, so this is sort of a dust in the wind uh, week for Packer Nation. Uh, not only is a team mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but now Aaron Jones uh, hitting injured reserve. You know, we had him and we weren't playing him. In, and then we were playing him. And, and now we can't play him anymore, Steve. It's uh, I think we, I feel like we've come full circle here with the odyssey of Aaron Jones. Yeah, it's, it's kind of been one of the most confusing situations uh, for, for Packers fans. It's one of those things that, Everybody in the world besides the head coaches have seen that Aaron Jones is the far superior back. Don't get me wrong. I like Jamal Williams. I think he is a talented yes. second second tier running back for the yes. Packers. But Aaron Jones is clearly the guy. And it's just I don't I can't fathom why they haven't figured that out. But yeah, it, it sucks. He, he's done. But I mean, Packers are mathematically out of it. 
rest him, let him get heal heal that knee up so he's ready to go right away at the beginning of the year, won't miss two weeks. Um, I mean, that's kind of the theme of what should be happening now for the Packers. It should be guys starting to hit the IR that are a little banged up because you don't want to get a you don't want them to get very banged up. And we should point out though that Jones is on IR to make room for uh, I, the guy from Jacksonville, Lazard, I think is his, his last name. Uh, a, a gigantic man uh, who, who does play wide receiver and not uh, offensive line or tight end, but uh, a big dude, Steve, uh, coming in. Are you excited to get a look at this guy? Wide receiver Alan Lazard, six four two twenty seven. Uh, a little bit more of a possession possession guy, if you can picture that. <laughs> uh, Two twenty seven. I don't think he's being a burner, but um, honestly, yeah, it's get get some guys in here, see what they can do. Um, I mean, I you think of these almost as preseason games because you really you you don't really want to win them. I mean, let, let's let's be honest here. You want to get on the clock and get that exactly. high draft pick. Exactly. The. Uh... You know, talking about getting a look at guys, and we'll get into this debate in a second. And I, I have a feeling which way you're going to turn on this. But uh, there was somebody else the Packers were getting a look at today. They had a workout uh, on Tuesday. They got six guys in, including former first-round pick Paxton Lynch. Now, regardless of, of anybody's opinion, is there any reason that – Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst and Joe Philbin would bring in another quarterback to look at unless they were certain that they were going to shut down Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, let, let's let's start at the end there. Number one, Joe Philbin has no say as to what quarterbacks are. <laughs> no. Absolutely none. No. He needed to run the table and then win a Super Bowl to even be considered a, can, a candidate for the head coaching position. Um but I don't know. I I like it. I don't mind. You know, they're constantly bringing in guys, and I think it's a much – I like it a little bit more than what Ted used to do of, you know, bringing in all the undrafted guys. You know what? Gutekunst, Mark Murphy, they're saying, I want I want to be in on the conversation. You know, they were talking to Allen Robinson. They were talking to Sammy Watkins. They are bringing in guys that are a little bit bigger names. They're being in on the conversation. It's just checking in. I mean, at this point in the season, why not? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I don't dispute that at all. Uh, regardless of the situation with Aaron Rodgers, and by the way, Aaron Rodgers, congratulations for making his 82nd Pro Bowl. Uh, Devontae Adams made his first Pro Bowl. Uh, congrats to him. David Bakhtiari, once again on the outside looking in. Uh, Kenny Clark and Corey Lindsley alternates. Uh, Bakhtiari, I mean, he's got an outside shot of getting to Orlando anyway, obviously because of the injuries. I think Tyron Smith is already uh, injured. Back to Rodgers for a second. What is your feeling on a franchise quarterback who a lot of people are going to come and pay, come in to see, uh, especially in that finale in Detroit? What are your thoughts on, on if he is able to play? Now, if not injured, but hurt. Let's say he's hurt. Obviously, the leg, obviously, the groin. If he can play, should he play the last two weeks of the year? Um, I know this is a friendly podcast we're not supposed to swear as much so i mean my first thought is f no uh, uh he, should, <laughs> he should he should not be playing uh josh he should not be playing at all he should be sitting his ass on the bench he had every opportunity to get this team to the playoffs didn't do it had a poor season 
the last thing in the world the Packers need is to aggravate a knee injury, aggravate a groin injury, and have him have to have a lot of rehab and even a potential surgery in the offseason. It's just all these things that don't need to happen. He is your franchise. Without him, they are not a 5-8-1 team. They are a like a 2-12-1 team. A 1-8-5 team, maybe. If they're lucky. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Five ties. Yeah, that's a couple of zero, zero ties in there because uh, they can't get the offense going. Yeah, I mean, no. For me, he's the franchise. You need to start thinking about this next year. You've got two first-round draft picks. There's no upside to playing him. The only thing he'll get maybe a little bit of you, – you're, you're going to hear the argument of, oh, he, he'll get on the same page as, as MVS and EQ. And I'm sorry, if he hasn't gotten on the same page with them – over the hundreds of snaps that he's had with them this season, right. these last two games aren't going to make that extra bit of difference. He's got all offseason to do those things. It's, you know, I, I also heard somebody say that he was going to be – I think it was Joe Thomas on ESPN this morning said if he didn't play, you know, he'd be worried that, he, that Rodgers might be a little bit rusty come August. <laughs> what the hell? I, no. If I was no, that's not the argument I would make. And look, look you got to fill the airwaves with something. And I, I suppose we're no different in that regard. The argument I would make is that if you are a franchise quarterback, which he is, and you are capable of playing, which I'm assuming he is at this point for the sake of this argument, you're the highest paid player on that team. You just signed a multi-year extension. People are coming. They're not going to watch the Packers uh, face the Lions on Week 17. They're coming to watch Aaron Rodgers. They're coming to see that game. And with him, and if he's not, if he is able to play at all, I think he should play. And look, if if you're so worried about him getting hurt, we can we could build like one of those glass cases like they have at Lennon's tomb, and we could shove him into that tube and just give him food and water and oxygenate his muscles for six months. If we're that worried about getting him hurt, if we're going to go full Steven Strasburg here, let's just lock him up in a case like uh, like a collectible Barbie doll and just stick him in the closet and we'll pull him back out for OTAs. Oh my God! You think that Packers fans wouldn't love that? They would, be able to, they would be able to go to Lambeau, get their picture taken with Aaron Rodgers in his little glass case, and then they can unlock him come OTAs. Like that is the that is the Packers' dream. Oh yeah, Daddy, look at this Aaron Rodgers statue. <laughs> That's not a statue, son. That's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it's gonna be like um, in basketball where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like punches out of the glass case because he. He's working in the glass case. So, honestly, Rodgers has said the right things. He said he's come out. He said he wants to play the last two games. He wants yep. to be with the team, blah, blah, blah. When it comes down to it, they the Packers have to be smart and make it not Rodgers' decision. Yes. Make him, yes. like, make him – he's come out and looked like the good guy. I want to play. They need to take it out of his hands. Yeah, and I think that's uh, – there, there's no reason to play him. Uh you know, and I think that the, the box office thing, and I, I look at the NBA and, and you, and I hear stories about like fans that drive from Iowa and then they go to to see the one game of the year on a Tuesday night. And then like two of the five starters aren't playing because they need rest. And in that situation always infuriated me. And it's the same argument. Like you want your guys to stay healthy. You need them to be healthy for the duration of the season, or in this case for Aaron Rodgers, uh, all of next season. And he gets been basically dinged up. The entire year. I mean, he spent like two or three weeks where he was just throwing off his back foot entirely. 
just because it was the only way to get the ball out. Spent an entire season throwing off his back foot. Well, it was really bad a couple of times, but yes, I absolutely take your point. Uh, I would like to see him healthy in Week One next season. No, look, yeah, exactly. Look, I get it. You, I, I completely understand your point as well, um, and especially with the NBA stuff, that that always sucks. Like for the fan aspect of everything. But number one, they have to think about the product and yes. the, the yes. future of the product. And if you get Aaron Rodgers injured in a meaningless game against the Lions at home because you wanted the fans to see Aaron Rodgers, I mean. They'd bury him. Oh, absolutely. Good to Kutz would be in Lennon's tomb, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'd be called, as crazy as it is, they'd be calling like, well, Ted Thompson never would have done this. He would have <laughs> sent him down. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um all right, let's. I, I gotta get your take on this, and this is like, you know, we're talking about filling the airwaves here, and 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 Mike Greenberg, who I politely refer to as prostate cancer of uh, sports talk. I just I don't like him. Huh, I just okay. like and this is. You could tell like people make arguments when they just have no idea, like what they're talking about, like just out of left field, and this is this qualifies. So they had Ryan Clark on. Uh, that morning show, his name I can't remember now because nobody watches it. Uh, and they're like, Ryan Clark, uh, what, do, what do the Packers have to do to get back on track? And Ryan Clark, esteemed football genius, as crowned by me just now for this amazing <laughs> answer, said, sell the farm and bring Nick Saban out of Tuscaloosa and ship him up to Green Bay and have him take over the Packers organization. Now, is that the dumbest thing you've heard today, or is that the dumbest thing you've heard all year? <laughs> take t- take um, some time before you answer. Yeah, I'm going to take a deep breath, maybe a sip of bourbon before I answer this question, because holy God, number one, and this was this was actually my favorite part of the last show that we just we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> but I was my first answer with my like my gut reaction was, because I hadn't heard this before, was what the hell is Ryan Clark (laughs) talking about? Selling the farm to get Nick Saban. Look, I understand you have to pay him a lot of money to get out of Tuscaloosa. That makes sense. You have to give him a lot of money. And dig up a statue. Exactly. You'd have to do all of those things. But that's it. You'd have to give him a buttload of money. That's it. You don't sell the farm. There's no giving (laughs) up draft picks. There's no nothing. It's just giving money to Nick Saban, which... The Packers have a lot of money, so if they really wanted to throw ten million a year at him, they probably could. They, I mean, you would think ten million get, like that guy Gruden out of the stand or out of the booth, so that could get get him up to Green Bay. I still, I still think it's stupid. I don't think that's the right move. I mean, I just I love think- how the answer to everything is like Nick Saban. Like, oh, you have an inoperable brain tuber. Well, have you called Nick Saban? <laughs> You know, and I live here in, in Alabama. I mean, I'm in northern Alabama, and it's like a kind of a real city here, so it's not quite as bad. But, like, people are gaga over Alabama and Nick Saban. Like, Nick Saban could just solve everything. Well, you know, we got cra- traffic congestion, and we're not bringing enough tax revenue. Well, Nick Nick Saban should run for state senate and solve all those problems. Look, I understand. Like he's a, he's an older gentleman, but he's a handsome man. He has ruggedly handsome. Kicked, I'll go with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. He kicks ass in college football consistently. He is a great recruiter. All these things are amazing for the college game. You don't Different have to. Do, 
you don't have to do all this recruiting. You don't have to do these things in the NFL. You you need to have you have need to have elite talent and kick ass in the NFL. And he didn't do it the last time he was here. So for me, I think the best way to go about it is to get a a really good younger offensive mind that Rodgers will really just click with and you know want to um want to work with and you know compare and contrast ideas and this will work. What do you think? And, and work like that. And then have have Patton stay on as a defensive coordinator, and I think that's yeah. that's your way to win. How much stock do you put into? Because you have your ear to the rail in this stuff a little better than I do, maybe a lot better. But you know, Winston Moss is talking about you know making a joke, quote unquote, winking. It says Aaron Rodgers has been the head coach in Green Bay for the last nine years, and then winks is like, oh, I'm just kidding. It's like, yeah, right, whatever, boss. But how much? Would he listen to a younger guy? I guess is my question to you. Would he listen to a a hotshot, innovative mind? If Sean McVay came in, and I don't mean like Sean McVay now, where we, we you know he's had sure. all the success in L.A., but like the pre-L.A. Sean McVay, if he goes into Green Bay and is telling Rogers, "Well, no, you need to do this and this," is he going to listen? I mean, at at some point, I think he's got to. Um, he had. He's had every single excuse taken away from him now, and it's all on him. That's the biggest thing that everybody has yep. come away with. You know, you everybody was clamoring, fire Ted Thompson, fire Ted Thompson, gone. Fire Mike, McCar- Mike McCarthy, gone. Fire Dom Capers, Don gone. Capers, the yeah. only one left standing is Aaron Rodgers, and if he screws it up, there's nobody else to blame. So I think that he is – He's got to be gung-ho. He's got to want something new and innovative coming in. So I think he's going to be, like, excited and amped and, like, ready to go. I think it's going to be if, – if this draft goes well, I think they are poised to jump right back into the conversation at the top of the NFC North and going back to the playoffs. They had a, a young wide receiving core that got a lot of experience. They had a young secondary that got a lot of experience this past year. Uh, they had a, a fantastic front three that just got beaten into oblivion. Uh, I think Clark was the last guy on IR. Like all three of those guys now, uh, Clark Daniels and and I'm forgetting the other guy, Wilkerson. Wilkerson, yeah, Mo Mo Wilkerson. Uh, all injured. So this was the what if season. Maybe next year could be uh the what if season in, in a more positive way. But uh, to wrap it up here, uh, Steve-O, we've got two games left. They have two games left. I'm not. I'm not on the plane. I'm not dressing for that game. Not yet, anyway. At least my my phone's uh, a couple more injuries. You never no, know. <laughs> no, I'll be working out next Tuesday uh, at MetLife uh, this week to face the Jets, and then at home for the Lions at Week 17. Uh, what do you want to see, or I guess not see, really uh, from either of these games? Josh, I would like to see two losses. <laughs> <laughs> that, that draft position improve. <laughs> Pretty much. So I mean, gradually. honestly, like it is, it's get some tape on some of the younger guys. It's see what you have for the future, but there is nothing to be gained by winning two games. Joe Philbin is not going to be the next head coach. They are not playing for him. I want to see some of these younger kids, see what they can do in an actual NFL game. Granted, it's against the Jets and the Lions. So, I mean, like, you know, three quarters of an NFL game, that's more accurate. But, you know, I want to see those things. But the Packers legit have a chance of the number three pick in the draft if a couple, if they lose both games and a couple things go their way. They could legit have the number three pick. Then they would have whatever the Saints are, you know, 24 to 32, whatever they end up losing at. Right. Uh, 
And then what they they jump right back in at like thirty nine, I don't know, thirty five, something like that. So they'd be yeah, they'd be right there with those three picks. That's it's a huge start to your draft. Um, if you can hit on a couple of those guys, with Goody looks like he he kind of knows what he's doing comes draft time. I mean, you're you saw what happened when the Saints last year had a huge yep. huge draft hit on their guys, and all of a sudden they just turned things right around. So I mean, doesn't take I long. Just, yeah, it, if you can do it right, it's a quick turnaround um, back to a playoff team that we're used to seeing from Green Bay. I don't know. To me, I just I, I don't I don't want to see any victories. It sucks because they're playing horrible teams, so um, they very well could. Even if they are playing Deshaun Kaiser, they still could win that game. Um, yeah, and it's unfortunate too because I I like Kaiser. I, I would like to see him get another look, and I don't want that to be a I guess a Brett Hundley situation where. You know, he, he finally gets a decent amount of PT, and then they finally jettison him. But uh, th- that's quite likely. And, and Paxton Lynch, I mean, that'd, that'd be insane if they could – if they would bring in another guy and then somehow get him on the field uh, for that Lions game or even the Jets game. I mean, that would just – that would blow my mind. But um, uh, good stuff there, man. We'll just uh, wait to see where that, that draft number comes in. And uh, yeah. Fingers crossed. Top, yep. top 10. Top 10. Fingers crossed. Steve, thank you. Uh, thanks for doing the show with me again. Again. And apologies uh, to Trevor Jostert, uh, who I did mean, not. We know, Tre- we know Trevor's going to listen to this. And I mean, Trevor, you know, this sound is a lot better without you, dude. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We but. missed it. Uh, we missed you for this one, for sure, Trev. And uh, I'll make it up to you at some point, uh, provided I don't destroy this recording. So for, for Steve and Trevor, uh, I'm Josh. We will have a new Pack-A-Day podcast for you tomorrow. Uh, Steve, Trevor, and I will be back with you in two weeks. Uh, until then, we will see you on the internet. Go Pack Go! Third down and eight. Packers are three of eight on third down conversions. Now gets the snap. Tight pocket. Lost it down the left side. Adams leaping. Grab. Wow. Oh, what a catch! Wow. Right over Principal Gamora. Out of bounds. 20-yard line of Chicago. That was an incredible leaping grab over the defender. Long count by A-Rod. Takes. Handoff Williams around the right end. Makes the turn to the five. End zone. Touchdown. Oh, they got great seal blocks off the right side. And outside the numbers. Jamal Williams on a 10-yard touchdown run. And the Packers are right back in it. Rodgers shotgun. Slot right, slot left for the two-point conversion. Snap to Rodgers. Has some time. Rolls it over the middle. Devontae Adams has it. Two-point conversion. And we are tied at 14 apiece. Third and one. Snap to Cohen. Takes the handoff. Fumbles it. It's up for grabs. And I believe Green Bay's got it. More arrogance by Matt Nagy. A trick play. Oh, all the tricks in the world. And they're foiling the Bears now. Dean Lowry makes the fumble recovery. Second down. A little bit less than six yards to go. They spot it. Just beyond the 44-yard line of Green Bay. Snap Rogers looking left. Throws it to Adams on the slant. He's got it inside the 40. Breaks a tackle down to the 35. And has tumbled down through the hash marks on the right side at the 33-yard line of Chicago. Fourth down. 
and six at the Green Bay 45. Rodgers long count at the line. Takes the snap. Back pedals. Steps up Floyd. Eludes Floyd on the pass rush. Throws the middle. He's got Devontae cutting right inside the 35. Down near the 31-yard line of Chicago. Brought down to the 30-yard line. Number by Adrian Amos, the safety. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.